Adversity is guaranteed. You're going to hear me say this a lot. Look, I'm going to be saying that the rest of the year. Why? Because we act like when it happens, it's a shock. Like it just throw us off, right? We, we act like we in heaven. We act like we already in the kingdom. We not in the kingdom. This, 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 this earth shall pass away. Are you hearing what I'm trying to tell you? It's going to happen. There was a time where, you know, I would wake up and just feel like today going to be, it's going to be a bright day. You know what I said? I'm getting up, smile, I'm playing. I'm talking about I got Kurt Frank, smile. And I'm, and I'm such into this, you know, optimistic zone and this optimistic place that after a while, all the adversity, you know, it started to wear on you. But then I said to myself, yo, E, stop. It, it's not the adversity itself that's killing you because it's not like it's new and you've not ever experienced adversity. But, but what's happening is because you're almost worshiping a great day, a day without any trials or tribulations. And so when stuff start happening, it's like, it throw me off. Like, and God's like, stop. Adversity is guaranteed. You know it's coming. You know you're going to see it. You're going to experience it. Stop. Stop it. But, but the choices you make as a result of it, that's different. Adversity is guaranteed. Y'all, y'all not going to see everything alike. It's going to be some conflict because there are differences in opinion, which is a blessing. And so I need y'all to stop. I need you to understand adversity going to come in your house. Somebody might end up getting sick. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Like adversity is going to strike. But the question is not, is adversity going to strike? The question is, what choices are you going to make when adversity strikes? Are you going to choose to still get along? Are you going to choose to love y'all differences? Are you going to choose to be able to communicate in a way where y'all not getting it, make, like turn it into a, like a storm? Come on, are, are you not going to stop? Are you going to stop talking to people and cut people off because they don't act the way you want them to act and do what you, are you, you hear what I'm saying? Like, why, 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 what, what sense does it make to call ourselves believers in the most high if we're going to treat people like people treat people when they don't know the most high, when, 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 when they, when they don't, when they're atheists and they don't believe that there's a God when they don't believe God exists, like when they don't read the word, when they don't have all this beautiful instruction through the word, like we, we acting just like them. But what, what's the purpose? And so praise God this morning, adversity is gonna strike. It, don't let it make you an evil person. Adversity is gonna strike. Don't let it make you bitter. Adversity is gonna strike. Don't make it, don't make, it make God feel like he, you forgot what the word said. Amen, matter of fact, adversity shouldn't change his plans for you. I'm just being real. Adversity shouldn't change God's plans for you. What's, what's happening on the outside shouldn't change what's happening on the inside. What the devil doing should have nothing to do with what God doing. Oh, come on, somebody. What the devil is doing should have absolutely nothing to do with what God is doing for you. Absolutely nothing. The plans that God has for you, amen, those plans should be put in motion. You should receive those plans. You should embrace those plans, and you should live those plans out. When are you going to let God's plans overwhelm you? When are you going to let God's plans overtake you? When are you going to let God's plans... Oh, come on, somebody. We, you should be reading it yourself three, four times a day. I have plans to... Oh, praise God. I got plans to prosper you, not harm you. We're dealing with Elohim. Elohim. We, we, we're dealing with Yahweh. Amen. We, we, we're dealing with uh, the, the all-knowing. Amen. Uh, uh, the omnipotent, the omniscient. Are you hearing me? Oh, come on. Omnipotent. He's great, our Lord. Amen. And so he don't, he don't take 80-20. He don't do 90-10. He don't do it. He'll work with you where you are. But the goal is I want your whole heart. 
I want your whole soul. I want your whole mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And what I'm trying to show you is that if we would give God our whole, then we would start taking our whole into our businesses and we would start taking our whole into our marriage and we start taking our whole into our health and we start taking our whole into, are you hearing what I'm saying? You can't car, car, uh, uh, compartmentalize this thing. That's why he said he wants his all. And so because many of us do 60, 40, your wife gets 60, but then some other woman get 40. Your husband gets 70 or 80 and then some other man get 20. Hey Amen. Your kids get 30, 40, and then, but you're going to work and giving those kids a seven. Right, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Because we're so used to uh, giving parts here and pieces here, we, God is saying don't do that. That's why you're not successful. You're not successful because you're not giving it all. God is saying, I don't want that. I'm giving you 120. I want 120. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Unreserved. Unreserved. All in. All access. God has access to your bank account. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's why some of y'all, your bank account ain't blessed. Why? Because it's only for you. It's not for God and his work. Oh, come on, somebody. That's why God doesn't give you certain blessings he gives to other people. Why? Because he can't count on you to serve him. He can't count on you to do his work. God said, you don't need to be praying about what you want. I know what you have need of. I need you to pray for somebody else. Some of y'all, all you do is pray for yourself. You just pray all the stuff that you want. And then when God asks you to do something, you can't do nothing that God, you don't have no energy for nothing. Are you hearing me? You spending so much time trying to blow some business up, absent of God, when if you would just put God's work first, and let God use your talents and let God use your gifts. God will bless you. Amen. What do you what does that mean, Pastor? I shouldn't go to work. Yes, you should go to work. But why are you waking up and going straight to work? Why are you not waking up and giving God the praise and the honor and the due that He deserves for giving you that gift, for giving you that opportunity, for giving you that business, for allowing you to get hired? Why, why are you not waking up and giving God at least 10, 15 minutes? Why are you not in your word? Why are you not praying? Why do you not have a study time, a, a, a worship time, a praise time? Why are you not connected with other believers? Why, why is there not the, the 50 hours you putting in your job? Why is there at least not five hours a week that you putting into the work of God? Why are you not at some school uh, 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 helping at some school? Why are you not at some youth detention center? Why are you not at the hospital? Why are you, why are you, why are you not starting a, a soup kitchen? Why are you not using your gifts uh, for the Lord? Why are all your gifts being used for you so you could blow up and your family could blow up? Why is God not benefiting at all from all the stuff that he's done for you? Why are you the only one benefiting? Don't ever, don't ever worry about God asking you for his, for your all. Why? Because he is all. He is the maker. He is the creator of all. And so if God takes all out, God can put all back in. Oh, as a matter of fact, God can take all and keep all in at the same time. You missed what I just said. God can take all and keep you with all, all at the same time. Do what he tells you to do. Assalamu alaikum family. Can you all hear me? Can you all hear me and see me? Can you all hear me and see me?
All right, we got yeses in the house. For those who are watching on YouTube and Facebook, you can text this number. You can text the word nation to the number 833-276-7174. And this is how you can come directly on the Zoom with us if you would like to share at the end something that stood out to you. Uh, whenever we do giveaways, whenever we do like prizes, like throughout Ramadan, we sent out Qurans, uh, message to the black mans and how to eat to lives. Uh, you get those type of rewards by being directly on the Zoom with us in the morning. OK. All right. All right. All right. So let me take this off the screen today. We will be dealing with the first chapter of this great book. Message to the black man in America. We're going to be dealing with who is that mystery God. Now, we have already started a trend or a uh, system or structure, whatever you want to call it, of listening first to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And if you were wondering, who is that he be playing in the morning? That's Brother Eric Thomas. I don't know if y'all know who he is. He's a brother who has inspired me since, I don't know, 2013. Um, he talk, talks about mindset. One of the uh, part of the top motivational speaker in the world. That's E.T., the hip hop preacher, just in case y'all be wondering who, who what that is before we come on in the morning. Uh, but before we do that, as always, we're going to start off with uh, opening prayer. So you can uh, get in whatever position is comfortable for you. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, surely I'm being turned unto thee. Striving to be upright to he, him who originated the heavens and the earth. And I'm not among the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for a lot of lords of the worlds. No associate has he, this I am commanded, and I am of those who submit. O Allah, thou art the king, there is no God but thee. Thou art my Lord, and I am thy servant. I've been unjust to myself, and I confess my faults. So please grant me protection against all my faults, for none grants protection against faults but thee. And guide me into the best of mores, for none can guide me into the best of mores but thee. And turn away from me the evil and the indecent mores, for none can turn away from me the evil and the indecent mores but thee. And all I bless Muhammad, and bless the true followers of Muhammad, as thou did bless Abraham and the true followers of Abraham, for surely thou art praiseworthy magnified. And all I make Muhammad successful, and make the true followers of Muhammad successful, as thou did make Abraham and the true followers of Abraham successful. For sure that there are praiseworthy magnified. Amen. All right, let's get to it. So first, as I said, we're going to be listening to a quick video. Well, it's about 15 minute video from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So let me pull that up on our screen here today. Boom, there he is. There he is. All right, let's check it out. If you sit around and wait for a mystery God, you're going to be poor, ragged, hungry, naked, and out of doors. My young brothers, sisters, and my older brothers and sisters, understand that this is your only life. When this leaves you, you're not coming back to tell somebody anything. It's over. 
Therefore, you must protect the life that the Creator gave you as a gift from Him. And you must use your life with wisdom like you use money. Well, since you misuse money, you know you misuse life. My young brothers, you're careless with your life. And it's all you got. Life don't mean nothing to you. You take your little pistol, your little knife, and you cut each other up. You destroy this precious gift called life. And you come here and you could have made a contribution and you die doing nothing to better the evolving cause of human progress. Sisters, young women, this is the only life you have. Don't throw it away. Use life with wisdom. As long as you think there's another life after this one, after you are physically dead, you will tolerate the intolerable. Listen, brothers and sisters, your duty, my duty, when God gave me life, was to do the best I could with this, to change the conditions that were prevailing at the time of my birth. I'm not looking to die to go no place to enjoy a better life. The hereafter for me as well as for you is right now. Here in my mind, after false ideas and concepts are destroyed, I have a peace and contentment of mind. Then if you got peace here, you don't lay down in your bed and say, I'm at peace. You go to work, pool your resources to build and everywhere you go, you keep expanding that peaceful idea until you remove hell and set up heaven right on earth. It's uh, and it's so simple. We have a project that we are working on. We call it Project Steal Away, an FOI and MGT financial freedom plan. We want every brother and every sister within the next year to be able to say, I do not work for white folks anymore, I work for myself. what it takes to build a hospital? Do you realize what it takes to build a university? You can't build a hospital and a university. You can't buy tens of thousands of acres of land to feed our people if we're just gonna wait on the little money you make from the white man to give a little charitable donation. We'll be around here for the next 
thousand years talking about building a school or a hospital. Do you realize that if we took this financial freedom plan and said, look, I'm really going to try and work for myself. I'm going to use my life in a better way. I'm going to stop believing that there's some mystery God that's going to change reality for me. I'm going to change the reality in my own life. Brother, when you start thinking like that, you will start using the power of your own self and you'll see that you got all the power you need to change reality. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, the fire of the sun is the life and the energy that energizes our universe. He said the fire of the sun is in all of us. So that means you've got light, you've got power, it just has to be turned on, activated. Now just think with me in the closing minutes of this lecture, what damage it does to your mind to think that there's a mystery God. Check this out. I'm at home and I'm hungry. My children are hungry. And I go in my next room and I pray. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Amen. And I come out and sit down. Children, don't worry. The Lord is going to take care of everything. You keep on sitting there. Doing nothing. Praying that the Lord will give you some daily bread. See. If you and your family don't starve to death. Waiting on the Lord. But if you went in your room and said, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And I know you're going to do it because you've got control over conditions. So now, Lord, I'm going to work in my wheat field. I'm plowing it up. Because you can't have bread without wheat or flour. So I'm doing my part. Then God sends the clouds with the rain and the earth does its part. And before you know it, I got a field of wheat and I grind the wheat into flour. And then I make me some daily bread. I'm not talking about daily the mayor giving you bread. I'm talking about you going to work daily producing your own bread. If you sit around and wait for a mystery God, you're going to be poor, ragged, hungry, naked, and out of doors. Any of you Muslims who call yourself followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, they're still working for the Caucasian and still planning to stay there with him. You don't follow the honor of Elijah Muhammad. 
Elijah Muhammad, you know that the white man is going to dump black people and he already has dumped a great portion of us. He doesn't have no more jobs for our young men. So what are we going to do? Allow our young men to be swallowed up selling drugs? Or are we going to call our young men and say, no, we got to go to work and create jobs for ourselves. I'm saying, steal away. If you can't walk away, steal away and let's go on and do something for ourselves. Just a few of us that are here, if we went to work for ourselves, the money that we would produce would allow us quickly to build institutions to serve our own. White folks were smart. They went to work. And then they saw some black folks in Africa. They said, let's get them and put them to work. And they put our fathers to work for them for 300 years for nothing. I didn't say work a week for nothing. Look, brother, just the people in this room. If I worked you for one week and kept your pay, I would be fat at the end of the week. Suppose I worked you for two weeks, three weeks, one month and kept your pay. Wouldn't I be able to live well? Can you imagine somebody keeping somebody else's pay for all of their life and their children's life and their children's 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 life going to 310 years? Our people never got a payday. White folks got our money, kept our money, worked us and made us build a world for them that they lock us out of the benefits of? Do you expect that man to turn around now and make it possible for you to make advancement in his world? The kingdom of heaven is within you. You gotta build your kingdom and it starts today, not tomorrow, today with you making a commitment that I'm not gonna wait on no mystery God. I'm gonna get up today and start planning my move. If I got a job and the money is pretty good, I'm going to hold it for now. But I'm going to see how I can steal away. Because even if the money is good today, it's not going to last always. So I better be ready to do something for myself. If I want to feed my family. And I'm telling you, my young brothers, you come on and unite with us. And we will teach you how to go out here and make some money. And you don't have to steal, cheat, or sell drugs. But you will be able to feed yourselves and your family, sisters, you too. I know they give you jobs while they don't give the brother nothing. 
But the job that they give you is to get close to you. Because they don't want to just give you a job. They want to give you a baby. They know that the heaven that the Jesus was going to bring about, they're going to have to qualify to get in it, and most of them know they're not going to make it. And that's why we used to sing a song on the plantation. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. Heaven, heaven. Know these crackers were talking about heaven all the time, but they ain't not going there. They're making you work to build a heaven for them now. I'm saying black man and woman, wake up! And let's go to work and build a heaven for ourselves now while we live and let us learn how to live where we can be at peace with one another not at each other's throat but we got to learn how to be at peace how to pool our resources our talent our energy our skills and then in a little while you look all over Chicago and we'll say yeah we own that we own this we own this yeah now this is our skyscraper yeah that's our ship now these are our ships here going over the highway yeah these are our airplanes these are our trucks and when you can say that the world will look at you differently they'll never say there go those niggers they'll say there goes those people of God for the kingdom that they've been preaching about singing about is now becoming a reality beloved brothers and sisters there is no mystery God so from this day forward you must know that God is real and he works through people and he'll give you knowledge and wisdom to get up and do something for yourself so may Allah bless each and every one of you to understand what was said today that you must get up and make a difference don't start tomorrow start now today and say never again will I be a slave for somebody else the kingdom of God is within me I intend to bring it out and benefit from it thank you for listening as I greet you in peace assalamu alaikum My bad, I know y'all can't hear me. Um, I basically was saying, I know you should have a lot of notes or something to say about that part, but I wanted to clarify what he meant by still away because uh, I don't want nobody to try to take clip it up and say, See, there they go, there they go, teaching, teaching crime. Uh, when the minister says still away, <clears throat> the minister was, is referring to <clears throat> when we are on the job. That job may be able to pay us a certain amount and may be, you know, taking care of our bills. But when he says he knows or we know that the white man is going to dump us. Remember a couple of days ago when I was mentioning how many jobs are being, uh, how many people are losing jobs, especially with the rise of AI. If they're willing to fire their own, do you not think they will fire us? 
So if we know that they are going to be doing this and they're always going to look out for their own first, as we should, um, then we should steal away, not illegally. What he means is that money that you're getting, put some of that money on the side and steal away from the job. Not, you know, like, like, like Craig, you know, stealing boxes. No, you just stealing your time back. Basically, so I'm putting some money to the side. I'm stacking. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm investing. I'm building my business. And then once my side job is able to sustain me, I got my rent saved up. I got my savings, whatever the case may be for rainy day, as they say. Then I can kind of break off and do my own thing. Uh, it is not the teachings to come into knowledge yourself and just quit your job cold turkey. And you ain't got no plan. And you talking about, yeah. The black man is God, ain't no mystery God, and you up under the bridge with all this knowledge because you done did it backwards. You done moved too fast. You got to move with wisdom. There's nothing wrong with having a job, but deciding to just stay there and you're not striving to build the kingdom of God on earth, that's when it becomes a problem, okay? When you're building up another world that has nothing to do with the kingdom of God, gives you no time to do for yourself, and uh, you just don't have no plan to get off. And uh, still away. So just wanted to bring that, bring that clarity. All right. So we'll. I, I want to get you all's feedback on that um, after we read part one. So we are on part one, page chapter one. In um, message to the black man in America. That's what we are about to read right now. And I think I don't think it's that long. So I'll go ahead and just read it myself. All right, here we go. So we're just going to read who is that mystery. Well, I guess I can read part one and two. Yeah, I'll read part one and, and two. Sorry, I'm going to go back to the Yeah, part one and two. All right, here we go. Who is that mystery God? For thousands of years, the people who did not have the knowledge of the person or reality of God worshiped their own ideas of God. He has been made like many things other than what he really is. The Christians refer to God as a mystery and a spirit and divide him into thirds. One part they call the father another part the Son, and the third part they call the Holy Ghost, which makes the three one. This is contrary to both nature and mathematics. The law of mathematics would not allow us to put three into one. Our nature rebels against such a belief of God being a mystery, and yet the Father of a Son and a Holy Ghost without a wife or without being something in reality. We wonder, how can the Son be human and the Father a mystery, unknown, or a spirit? Who is this Holy Ghost that is classified as being the equal of the Father and the Son? The Christians do not believe in God as being a human being, yet they believe in him as being the father of all human beings. They also refer to God as he, him, man, king, the ruler. They teach that God sees, hears, talks, walks, stands, sits, rides, and flies, 
that he grieves or sorrows and that he is interested in the affairs of human beings. They also teach that once upon a time he made the first man like himself in the image and likeness of himself. But yet they believe that he himself is not a man or human. They preach and prophesy of his coming and that he will be seen on the judgment day, but is not man. They cannot tell us what he looks like, yet man is made like him and in the image of God. And yet they still say that he is a mystery unknown. How can one teach the people to know God if he himself does not know God? If you try teaching the Christians that God is also a human being, they will say that you are crazy. That you do not believe in God and that you are an infidel. In the meantime, while they admit that he is a mystery God unknown, they they teach not to make any likeness of him. Yet they adorn their walls and churches with pictures, images and statues like human beings. Can God be a mystery God and yet send prophets to represent himself? Have the prophets been representing a God that is not known mystery? They tell us that they heard God's voice speaking to them in their own language. Can a spirit speak a language while being an immaterial something? If God is not material, what pleasure would he get out of a material, out of material beings and the material universe? What is the basis of spirit? Is the spirit independent of material? Actually, who is that mystery God? We should take time and study what has and is being taught to us. Study the word and examine it. And if it be the truth, lay hold to it to teach people that God is a mystery is to teach them that God is unknown. There is no truth in such teaching. Can one teach that which he himself does not know? If one teaches a thing that he himself does not know, he can be charged with lying to the people. The word mystery, according to the English dictionaries, is something that has not been or cannot be something beyond human comprehension. The unintelligent or rather ones without divine knowledge seem to delight themselves in representing the God or something mysterious, mysterious, unknown. Such teaching a mystery God that God is a mystery makes the prophets teachings of God all false. There should be a law made and enforced upon such teachers until they have been removed from the public. According to Allah, the origin of such teachings as the mystery God is from the devils. It was taught to them by their father, Yaqub, 6,000 years ago. They know today that God is not a mystery, but would not teach it. He, devil, the God of evil, was made to rule the nations of earth for 6,000 years, and naturally he would not teach obedience to a God other than himself. So a knowledge of the true God of righteousness was not represented by the devils. The true God was not to be made manifest to the people until the God of evil, devil, has finished or lived out his time, which was allowed to deceive the nations. The shutting up and loosing of the devil mentioned in Revelations 20 and 7 could refer to the time between the A.D. 570 through 1555, which is nearly 1,000 years that they and Christianity were bottled up in Europe by the spread of Islam by Muhammad, may peace be of Allah be upon him and his successors. Their being loose to deceive the nations of the earth will refer to the time A.D. 1555 to 1955 when they, John Hawkins, deceived our fathers and brought them into slavery in America and were loose free to travel over the earth and deceive the people. 
Now their freedom is being interfered with by the order of power and power of God of righteousness through the nation of righteousness. For the past 6,000 years, the prophets have been predicting the coming of God who would be just and righteous. This righteous God would appear at the end of the world, the world of the white race. Today, the God of truth and righteousness is making himself manifest that he is not any more a mystery unknown, but is known and can be seen and heard the earth over. This teaching of a mystery God enslaves the minds of the ignorant. My poor people are victims of every robber. They are so pitiful, pitifully blind, deaf and dumb that it hurts. But I am going to prove to them that I am with Allah God and that Allah is with me in spite of the ignorance of Allah and myself whom he sent. For I am not self-sent. The world shall soon know who it is that has sent me. Allah God loves us, the so-called Negroes, tribe of Shabazz, so that he will give, li give lives for our sake today. Fear not, you are no more forsaken. God is in person and stop looking for a dead Jesus for help. But pray to him who Jesus prophesied who would come after him who is alive and not a spook. Do you hate me because I represent Allah, the living God, your Lord and my Lord? Can you who believe in the mystery God unknown trust your mystery to bring you bread or to defend you against your open enemies? If so, on what occasion did he help you? If God is a mystery, you are lying to the world when you say that you know him. He wants to be known. It is his enemy, the devil, who does not want God to be known to you and me. Do you prefer to God as he, him? These pronouns refer to a man. Do you say that you want to be like him? Surely you don't want to be a spirit without form as spirits have no material form. Your God and my God is a material being the supreme of beings. Who is that mystery God? Part two. Did God say that he was a mystery God or did someone say it of him? Did God say that he was only a spirit or did someone say it of him? The most important question of all questions that one could ask is, who is God? Yes, sir, Brother Ken, you can you can uh you can finish uh this part. Let me unmute you. I'm on that I'm on that second sentence on the second paragraph. Yes, sir, I got you, brother. The most important question of all questions that one could ask is who is God? It is like a child who does not know his father asking his mother to tell him the name of his father, wanting to know what his father looks like and if he favors his father. Can we not ask the same question who are seeking the knowledge of our father, God? Should we be called disbelievers or infidels just because we seek the truth or knowledge of our father, God? The mother may, in some cases, think it is best to keep the name of her child a secret, as it was the case of Mary and Joseph 2,000 years ago. But in the case of God, one would say that we all should know him, but at the proper time. It has been for the past 6,000 years that we had to wait for the proper time to learn just who is our father. For the false God, the devil, would not dare tell us lest he lose his followers. 
naturally the child will leave a foster father for his real father, especially when he is a good father. The real father by nature loves his own flesh and blood regardless of how it looks or acts, for it is his own kind. So it is with us, the so-called Negroes, the lost found members of the Asiatic nation. He who has found us is our father, the God of love, light, life, freedom, justice, and equality. He has found his own, though his own does not know him. The so-called, they, the so-called Negroes are following and loving a foster father, the devil, who has no love for him, nor their real father, but seek to persecute and kill them daily. He, the devil, makes the lost and found children. The American so-called Negroes think that their real father, God, is a mystery unknown who is some invisible spook somewhere in space. The only chance that the children have to know their real father is that he must come and make himself known by overpowering and freeing them from him who whom they fear. The devils reared the poor so-called Negroes for, for 400 years and put fear in them when they were babies. They, the devils, kept them apart from their own kind coming in from abroad so as to deprive them of any knowledge other than what he, the devil, has taught them. As far as they hear of a so-called Negro learning and teaching his own people, that which they, the devils, would not teach them, the devils then seek to kill the one or trail him wherever he goes, threatening those who would listen to him, believe him, and follow him, knowing that their very presence and inquiries might frighten or scare Negroes, they ask, what is this you are listening to and believing in? This will frighten most of them away from accepting his or, own, his or her own salvation and keep them from returning to their own God, religion, and people. My people, if you only knew the time and presence of your God, Allah, there should be no fear for you, nor grief, but you are deceived in the knowledge of your God. If your God were a mystery, you and I would be a mystery people. If he were a spirit and not a man, we would we would all be spirits and not human beings. If he were a mystery or only a spirit, the prophets could not have predicted the coming of that which no one has knowledge of or of a spirit which cannot be seen, only felt. Because of the false teaching of our enemies, the devils, God made himself known. For I teach not the coming of God, but the presence of God in person. This kind of teaching hurts the false teachings of the devils, for they, for they knew that God would come in person after you. They, the devils, also are aware that God is present among us. But those of you who are asleep, they desire to keep you asleep. The enemies of God today are the same as they were thousands of years ago, thinking that they will be the winner against him. America, for her evil done to me and my people, shall be isolated and deceived by her friends. The heavens shall withhold their blessing until America is brought to a disgraceful ruin. There it is. I don't see where you, uh, oh wait, never mind. Cool. All right, family, we are complete. With who is that mystery God? If there is something that you would like to share on the Zoom, press the number one. If something stood out to you, 
and you would like to share, press the number one. It should be plenty. Go ahead, Sister Brianna. Awesome, everyone. I actually have more of a question towards what the minister said. Let's, um, uh, hold on. Let's let's uh let's save that towards the end. If you have anything that you would like to share, anything that stood out, let's start with those mm-hmm. comments, and then we'll get to questions at the end. Okay, so then, so then I, I do have something for the message to black man as well. Okay, go ahead. I have a cousin that he's like, oh, well, you guys don't believe in the Trinity. Someone told me to say, oh, no, well, what Trinity are you talking about? Master Farah Muhammad, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, mm-hmm. um, Louis Farrakhan, right? Because we don't fight with the truth. But what do we say when, other than like that, when people ask like, oh, well, I don't believe I'm a god. Like, there's only one God. And I'm like, yeah, but we're made in his image and likeness, correct? So, what are some things that you guys say when someone asks that question? Yes, ma'am. If you can write that down and say that towards the end, we're going to get to your question. Anybody else got something that stood out for them that they would like to share? And then if y'all have questions, we'll get to that at the end. Brother Wesley. Peace, family. Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. I'm driving, so I apologize. The sound is a little, a little off. Um, but my biggest takeaway, um, really from the, uh, the the lecture from Minister Louis Farrakhan, uh, so just in reference to that faith without works instead, uh, we can we can pray and ask for things all we want. We can have all the aspirations in the world, but if you're not going to get up and put it to work, if you're never going to get that result, we'll always be waiting on that mystery, guys. So really believing in yourself and really. I, I kind of also take away as well that the further we put ourselves from God, the, the less we, we love ourselves and the less we are really understanding of ourselves. So a lot of the times I, people I come across that really feel that God is in the air or a sky daddy type of thing. They really see themselves so low. So as we increase our knowledge and our capacity to understand God, we understand how close and how connected we are. So just really understanding when we look at that self-hate part of it, we can kind of see why so many people have this spookism in them because they didn't see themselves so low. They can't see themselves at that, at that likeness of God. Mm. Yes, sir. Uh, brother Trent. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Uh, I would say what stood out to me was, uh, from the lecture as well was, um, just doing for self. I feel like for me, the majority of my life is like I've been in some type of entrepreneurial, I guess, role. Like in high school, I sold candy, cut grass. It's just like working for yourself always felt natural to me. So when I got in the workforce, it was just like something fighting against my nature. Like not even just saying working for white people, just working for someone else in general just was unnatural. Um, so that that stood out to me, just doing for self. Yes, sir. Uh, Brother Tony X, I see you got your hand raised. Let me unmute you. But I don't see your... uh, Oh, I do. Go ahead. Assalamu alaikum, sir. Walaikum salam. Yes, sir. Uh, What stood out for me, brother, was what the minister was saying about uh, would you sit at home and wait on a mystery God to bring you bread? Mm. And if you do... See if you and your family don't starve to death. 
<laughs> and it says here in the uh, message to the black man, I was reading here uh, what you was reading earlier, where it talks about according to Allah, the origins of such teachings as a mystery God is from the devils. Mm. It was taught to them by their father, Yaqub, 6,000 years ago. They know today that God is not a mystery, but will not teach it. He devils, the God of evil, was made to rule the nations of the earth for 6,000 years, and naturally he would not teach obedience to a God other than himself. See, he wanted us to, to deceive us, to make us think he is God, rather than the original God being God, who was the creator uh, of us all, who was our father. So that's how he was able to, you know, make us think that, you know, God didn't exist. Because he will not teach the fact that you and me, the black man, the original uh, people, inhabitants of this earth came from the original God and that we had the potential to be God. So that whatever we want, all we have to say is be and we could bring it into existence by pooling our resources, like the men's were saying, and uh, getting up doing something for ourselves. So that's my uh, comment on that, bit, brother. Thank you, sir. That's what I'm like. Well, Anybody else? Have anything that they would like to share? About what stood out to you. Ansar, I see you. Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. This is Ansar. Oh, alhamdulillah. Well, yeah. So um, we're looking at the message to the black man. And again, we echo that even though we were inaccurate to a degree, but last time we echoed it, we echoed that this is over 40 years old. This, which we're reading from our messenger is over 40 years old. And yet we find ourselves in the same place. You know, my tribe uh, striving to tell them about the mystery God and do the, the actual factual, like the sister was saying earlier, pointing out to people trying to educate or elevate them falls on feudal ears. They, they're so in, indoctrinated or inducted in, in, in that. And, and, and then it said, uh, do you hate me because I represent Allah, the living God, your Lord and my Lord? There was so much uh, negative press that was put out to deter our own from standing by our own. Everything that, oh, don't listen to Elijah. Oh, don't follow that guy. Just what he's saying in here really did take place to where we're here in 2023 still on page two and three mm. having to look at it again even ourselves i mean you know we started in and you have the weight of the world the pressure of the world but but here we we see that this information has been available to us it's up to us to access it these five books this first one of those five this is the blessing. This is where the meat comes and the milk. So, yeah, getting out of that mystery God. He said, how can they teach you about a mystery God that they don't know? Mm. Think about it. Just do the simple mathematics and, and work it out. What is the basis of spirit? Ashe? So, yeah, I just, just give thanks to the glorious most honorable boy, Elijah Muhammad, Allah, Master Wallace, Muhammad for coming and raising up this one among us who, who who shouted his voice over opposition 
over opposition, over our own people rejecting us, down to your own family turning against you and rejecting you. But you still stand on the truth because guess what? The truth stands all by itself. It doesn't need a supporter. Salamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. Next we have Brother Harun. Let me get down now. There you go. Go ahead. Thanks. Hey, uh, Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. Yes, sir. Um, you know, one sentence that stood out to me was, you know, at the, right at the end of the first part, it said, your God and my God is a material being, a supreme being. You know, and one of the things that, you know, when you say a material being, but that means it takes, you know, um, tools, it takes something to, to, for development. And then another thing that said that, that, that stood out to me was that your God and my God is a material being, so it's one. But if we don't have any unity, how do we know that your God is my God? And so one of the things that you know, I thought was really powerful for me if this is, you know, maybe correct, I don't know, you know, may a lot but to if this is, you know, good wisdom. But if we are, this, if we don't have unity, then we will never, ever be able to, like, see that material supreme being. And so through our disunity or through our unity, you know, it will, you know, you know, it will help us, you know, develop to be seen and to see the God and his works through us. And so... You know, I think that, you know, as we read these books, you know, you know, sometimes in life, you know, uh, there is what happens in life is that we become disunited, no matter how, many, how much unity we have over time, unity, you know, or hope, you know, I think that, you know, it's important for unity. Yes, sir. Thank you. Brother King Cam. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. So after listening to the clip from the minister on who is that mystery God and reading the words of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, when you look Carefully into it, the minister is actually connecting the fact that the belief in the mystery God is directly connected to our inability to get up and do for self. Mm. The most honorable Elijah Muhammad explains in both part one and part two that the teaching of a mystery God is from our enemies to death. But God has made himself known for I teach not the coming of God, but the presence of God in person. This kind of teaching hurts the false teachings of the devils, for they knew that God would come in person after you. In other places in the Bible, particularly in the book of Psalms, when it says, 80, Psalms 82, 6, that ye are all God's children of the most high God. That is letting you know that the God that we serve is also a human being like you, and that the same power that the God has, you have the opportunity to exercise that power, that will, that wisdom on your own if you would submit to him. But we are made in his image and in his likeness. So because of that, we are able to then get up and do something for ourselves. 
because that God force and that God power that is within us will allow us to then get up and make something happen. So when you have that belief in the mystery God, when you have the belief in the sky daddy, when you think that you can sit back and don't have to put in no work, you don't have to get up and get your hands dirty. You don't have to do anything but sit back and wait on Jesus to come. Wait on the God in the sky to open up the heavens, the windows of heavens and pour down blessings on you. Did you see that the benefits of that is, as the minister said, poor, raggedy, hungry and out of doors is because the mindset is that of a person who does not believe in the reality of God. If you can't believe in the reality of God, you can't believe in the reality of the things that you want to bring into existence, such as money, good homes and friendships and all walks of life. So when you see our people, the people who are still in the belief of a mystery God, their reality reflects that exact same thing. So the most honorable Elijah Muhammad was busting up that idea, that mindset in these first two chapters of Message to the Black Man to help us now have the fortitude, have the willingness to get up now and put the work in as necessary for us to build our nation. And what the minister was telling us in that particular clip is that we are slaves because we are tied to the white man's world and tied to the white man's job and we are solely dependent on him to give us food, to give us shelter, and give us clothes on our back. So what the minister is saying is don't jump off the job right now because that job can be used as an investor, if you will, for what it is that you're trying to do for yourself. Okay. Because a lot of us run into that issue where we don't have money to fund our business. We don't have the finances that allow us to fund our business. So in the still away method, what the minister is saying is Keep that job, especially if it's paying good money. Keep that job. But what we do is we cut out the happy hour on Friday. We cut out all of the extra activity that we're doing on Saturday that we waste the money on. And we're going to take that same money that we would spend on food and drinks and brunch and clothes and all of that type of stuff. We're going to take that money and we're going to put it into our business now. We're going to get us an LLC. We're going to invest in some pro uh, promotion and marketing. We're going to get us some influence on marketing. We're going to build our social media up. We're going to pay for digital real estate. We're going to save for a course in class about building business credit and building personal credit, right? Still away. Because if you continue to do that for six months to a year, then you can build yourself up to a place where now you can operate business. And the minister says also in that clip, that once you are able to get yourself to a position where you're making the same or more money on your side business or side hustle than you are on your regular job, then you can leave that regular job. But it's a process that we have to go through. So I'm thankful for the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad and the guidance and the wisdom from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Because if you study that, the mystery God belief is directly connected to our inability to get up and do for self. So let's stop waiting on that mystery, God. Let's think about and start to understand the reality of God within, as well as the reality of God that is present among us. And let's get up and build something for ourselves. Y'all know when Cam had that camera on, he, he, he was finna come on and go on in. Y'all know he ain't had his camera. When he turned that camera on, I just knew he was finna come with that fire. Oh, yeah, I knew that fire was coming behind that camera, boy. Woo, that's it. He done laid it out. Hey, anybody coming behind Brother Cam, you better come on with it now. Brother Bam. 
That was beautiful, Brother Cam, and I, it's hard to kind of, uh, you know, come back after that. But the thing that stuck out to me is uh, I thought about not only doing for self, but knowing ourselves. You know, um, a, a lot of us think about doing for ourselves, but a lot of us, we, we got this notion of when we become 18 years old that we're grown and we, we, we come out into the world in an in a immature state. I like to think about a baking a cake and only allowing the cake to bake for 15 minutes. How are we going to be able to do for self if we don't even give ourselves the maturity of, of knowing ourselves? And I think specifically in the black community, we have this time, you know, 17, 18 years old, we got this notion that you're grown, you know, and 18 years old, it's time to get out of my house. It's time to do your own thing. And a lot of the times we set our kids up for failure you know, by uh, allowing them to have this notion that they need to get out of our house. And it, uh, and it, it, it stops their ability to do for they, so, their self because they don't know their self. And then they get into ability where they need a job immediately and get into the corporate structure. And at that point, you know, you, you start this vicious cycle of having to work for somebody else. So that was my thought about uh, doing for self, before you can do for yourself, you need to know yourself. And it takes time. Eight, there's no time, li time limit on it. You know, you could be 18, you could be 25, you could be 30. And I think specifically the black culture, we got to get away from that, that, that time limit of you're 18 and you're 21, you need to get out of my house. So that was my thought. Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, next we have Sister Golda. Hi, Um So um, it was three things that, that pointed out. So the minister said, when you think there is a life after this that is better, you accept the intolerable. And in Our Savior Has Arrived, on page two, it says the church and its religion called Christianity is the chain that binds the black man in mental slavery, seeking salvation where there is none and thinking that he must die before uh, or must die first to get to heaven. And in Message to the Black Man, where we were just reading on page five, it says, they, the devils, also are aware that God is present among us, but those of you, um, yeah, but those of you who are asleep, they desire to keep asleep. So all of that made me think about, because people only really think that there is a spiritual salvation after death, I feel like it makes our people not seek that value in life, not speak to, not seek the spiritual value in life. They can strive for the material value, but they don't believe that spiritual abundance is real in this world. And, and only after you die. So when we think about even the resurrection of our people, or we think about reprogramming our people, it, that, that alone, because of us being raised in Christianity, it makes me realize that alone is what keeps us in this bond where you'll see people that, you know, change up their body or use their sexuality for money or, you know, use drugs as a way to get money because there's not a thought that heaven is here. There's not a thought that salvation is here. It's only afterworld. So they are, com they're, they're comfortable living in hell. So that just, that, that stood out for me because it was like, this is how they kept us asleep. And this is how we stay asleep. Yes, ma'am. Man, uh, Cam, laid it out the minister gave us the, the the criteria or the formula for why we have not gotten up 
and done something for ourselves. And it is because we believe that a mystery God in the sky is going to change our life. Or we think that prayer alone is going to do it. All while the Quran says Allah changes not the condition of a people until they change it themselves. The Bible teaches us that don't you know that you are the real temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells within you. So we are the real temple and house of God. So much it also says, how can you love God whom you never seen yet hate your brother who you see every day? In other words, saying that the essence of your brother is God. So for you to be bad and hateful to him, you lying when you say that you love the God. Because that's deep down in your brother is where God is. He works through human beings as the minister teaches us. So that thought process of God is going to fix it. God is going to work it out. Yeah, the supreme being has laws set up for us. We do have a law of cause and effect. But we have to do all that we are supposed to be doing as little gods to make whatever we want come into existence. The minister has a study guide on the God within or, 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 or God in me. And he talks about how when God says, kum fa kum, it is not some or being it is, it is not some abracadabra type of thing. Or y'all know how that commercial, I think it said, like a good neighbor, a state farm is there. And then they had like a couch pop up and then a car pop up. Like you can manifest things. Everything lives really or, or exists twice. First in the mind. And then for after we bring it into reality, being it is, is simply us having a thought in our mind, then using the force and power within ourselves, which is God. God is a being of force and power. And we wield the forces of ourselves and others aspects of the universe and material that's already here. And we will it into existence by going to work. Not saying, I want a Bentley, I want a Bentley, I want a Bentley, I want a Bentley in the mirror every day. I want a better life. I want a better life. And if that may be the start process, because as a man thinketh, so is he. And we're not changed but by the renewing of the mind. But with that renewing of the mind is the moving of the behind. Yeah, that's chapter 56 on, that's Brother B in chapter 5, verse 76. Don't just, it's not about just the renewing of the mind, but the moving of the behind. And once we get to moving the behind, then we start to see some type of change in our lifestyle. But it started with the thought because we're taught that thought produces feeling. Feeling produces, produces action and action produces a result. So when you look at it, when you look at Secrets to a Millionaire Mind, that book says if you want to change the fruit, then you got to change the root. And when it talks about the white man knows, they know about the reality of God, but God us looking up in the sky in the sweet by and by after we die for our heaven while they going in our pockets and building something sound on the ground while they still around. But they got us looking up saying, well, I take whatever you give me. I take whatever beating you give me. I take whatever treatment you give me because, well, we all going to die anyway. Look at the mystery God thought how it affects even our own health. We're going to die anyway. We're going to a better place. If you truly believe you're going to a better place and you can't wait to be with the God, next time you get sick, don't take no medicine. 
why take the medicine if I'm going up there with the Lord? I'm, I'm going with, hey, man, it's, it's, hey, when I physically die, that's it. I'm be at peace. Well, when you die, why are you, why are you trying to preserve, preserve your life to stay here? Because in our nature, we know that this is the real hereafter and where it is. In our nature, we know that the kingdom of heaven is within us and it's something that has to be brought out of us and we have to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. So I got a few books. When you look at Think and Grow Rich, right? I want to read some quotes out of Think and Grow Rich. It says, the subconscious mind is the connecting link between the finite mind of man and the infinite intelligence. It is the intermediary through which one may draw upon the forces of infinite intelligence at will. Every human being who reaches the age of understanding of the purpose of money wishes for it. Wishing will not bring riches, but desiring riches with a state of mind that becomes an obsession, then planning definite ways and means to acquire riches and backing those plans with persistence, which does not recognize failure will bring riches. So this is talking right here, right in thinking, grow rich out they book. It's not just about the thought process. It ain't just about the wish, but a plan to bring it into existence with action. Faith is the head chemist of the mind. When faith is blended with the vibration of thought, the subconscious mind instantly picks up the vibration, translates it into spiritual equivalent, and transmits it into infinite intelligence, as in the case of prayer. Now, do any of us know what intelligence means? Let's look up the definition of intelligence. Look at this. The definition of intelligence is the ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skills. See, intelligence is not just learning how to read, knowing how to, um, he's smart. He can quote. No, intelligence, by definition, is the ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skills. So when you go into their books, all of them talk about the mindset, but their mindset that translates from the subconscious mind into action. They recognize a higher power, but their recognition of a higher power, when you read those success books that they have, is not just recognizing a higher power and waiting for the higher power to bless them. It's connecting with the higher power mentally, but putting that thing into action. Go ahead, brother, uh, brother Samuel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when we talk about a mystery God, we're talking about when we're not talking about a mystery God, we're talking about the mind of Master Farah Muhammad. And so yesterday I said that Brother Rasul said that the most honorable life Muhammad said to him that when Master Farah Muhammad's mind becomes the law of the land, that's when, you know, he will be free, free to leave, right? And so I just wanted to just tie that into what everybody said because you know, we are at a point now where even in books like Thinking Grow Rich, we're looking for his mind, right? And so when you fall in love with something, um, you try to become one with it. So I, I heard Minister Farrakhan say that with men, he said, men, he said, when a woman really loves you, she'll become one with you, right? She won't just give up her body and have a baby, but she'll give up her mind and become one with you. 
And that's the deeper type of love and connection. So that's the type of connection that we got to have with Master Father Muhammad. Not just quoting him, not just saying the words that he say, but when we really try to take on his thinking to produce a new world. And that's all I wanted to say. Um, the principles of his thought, the principles of his mind are very spiritual principles. The ideas that, that hold up the very universe itself. So when we start tapping into that, we put ourselves in a position to move other people's hearts and minds. And the hereafter is going to come in, like we talked about in the, in the, at the, uh, the Battle of the Sky and the Hereafter in the message to the black man. It comes in when there's a new culture on the planet. And I think that with the millennials, your generation, that you all are very much so doers. And hope don't look like fulfillment, you know. And so our generation was a generation of hope. But your generation is a generation of fulfillment. But to point them in the right direction, that they might concretely and soundly know that it's the mind of Master Farad Muhammad that will allow them to produce a new reality on the planet Earth. And we find that mind in all kinds of places. It don't even come under the label Master Farad Muhammad. It's under the, uh, I, the, the, the label of higher ideas. And you find it everywhere. His mind is being proliferated in all kinds of uh, uh, social sectors, in education, you know what I mean? Um, in restorative justice, it's, it's, it's all kind of catchwords that really reflect the thinking of Master Farad Muhammad. So we should study his mind. Look for his mind in uh, society and then find a way to help augment and uh, to help strengthen his mind. I'm going to say one last thing. The most honorable like Muhammad said in the, the theology of time, he said, wherever you find people talking black, he said, link on to them. And that was that that is a very powerful truth. But I'm looking for Master Farah Muhammad's mind. And wherever I see it, I link on to them. Salam alaikum. Alaikum salam. Anybody else have anything that they would like to share before we close out? Oh, the sister with the question. Let me unmute you so you can ask your question. Any uh, the question you have? Thank you, thank you. Um, so my question is, uh, especially when it comes to work, right? Of course, not everyone likes their job, but how do you know that you are going through a trial that you are supposed to overcome, or it is a trial that you are just supposed to walk away from for something better to come. Just like the Honorable uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan, he's got fired from many jobs. So, <laughs> you know, he needed to leave certain things for for better things to come in. But how do we know the difference? Give, give me an example. My bad, let me allow you to... Uh... Give me an example. Apologies. Um, so an example of, okay, like I am, I, I, I'm an entrepreneur, so I do work for myself. However, I can't stand technology, but I still try to learn it. But they say, do what you do best and pay the rest. There are people that love working with technology, love making videos. I'm not one of them. But sometimes I still try because sometimes our weaknesses uh, we need to overcome those. But how do I know I'm wasting my time with something I truly don't have a passion for? Does that help? How do you know you're wasting your time with something that you truly don't have a passion for? Um, what is your destination? Where are you going? What's your goal that you're trying to accomplish? My, so my goal is to feed 8 million, clothe 8 million, and actually have a place where they can live because we are our environments and just teach them financial literacy and teach them the way of self uh, because you can feed, you can give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach him how to fish, he'll eat for a lifetime. It's the same way with all walks of life. 
So that's my goal. I will feed 8 million, clothe 8 million, etc. Mm-hmm. So and, servitude. And and the thing that you're, the, the, the activity that you're questioning, what is that? Um, I guess technology. <laughs> I guess technology. And you're wondering if you're wasting time with the technology or not? Yeah, pretty much. Does the te- does the technology help you feed eight million? Um, or it can, because you can reach more people. Okay, you know what I mean. Will it help you reach eight million people faster? Yes. <laughs> Will it introduce you potentially to millions of people that you can then feed physically to accomplish your goal? Yes. <laughs> Uh, will it, will it aid you? So ultimately, will it, will it aid you in, in reaching your goal? Will it take you away from your goal of reaching 8 million or will it move you closer? It would move me closer. So I think that's, I think that'd be your answer. I appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you. And I would say that, um, I think that's how we should look at everything in our life to know if we're wasting time or not. I don't know if you're wasting time or not. I don't know if you're on the right path if I don't know what your direction is. It's kind of like I say this all the time. It's like Siri. Siri doesn't give you any direction unless you put the destination in. So the way that we know that we're on track with where we're going is by what? Having the destination in. Think about when you're driving. When we driving, don't we don't we look down at our phone just to make sure we don't? Hold on. Make sure I'm still. Okay. We got 30 more minutes on. See, we got 11 more miles. Okay, we got, okay, we finna exit in 500 feet. See? So we got something that we can measure and look down to make sure that we're on track. But all times, because we don't have a definite goal, a measurable goal, a quantifiable goal in our life, and we just walking through life like, okay, whatever happens today happens, it's hard for us to determine if what I'm doing is right or not. It's hard for us to determine if I'm wasting my time or not because I don't know where I'm going. What's your time period? Do you have a deadline on it? See, I know if I'm wasting time because I done took a pit stop and we want to chill for a little bit, I know I'm wasting too much time. When I look down at my clock and it says, hey, it's, it's, it's 540 and we're supposed to be there at 7 and we really are out, okay, we're wasting too much time. So now I get the data of wasting too much time because now I'm calculating where I got to go the time I got to be there and how much time I'm here. So it's the same thing with our life. We just have to structure our life that way. We have to put measurements, time uh, periods on our life because look at what this thing just said. Ain't no mystery, God. It ain't no mystery heaven. The hereafter is here on earth after this wicked world has been destroyed. So we can't just keep letting life go by every day, every day, every day, and we're getting older. Think about it, man. Look, at I can remember when I was in middle school and high school. And I remember playing basketball in the gym when everybody else was at lunch. I, I mean, this stuff felt like it was yesterday. A brother said on the Twitter spaces the other day, man, I'm 26 years old. I said, good God almighty. This brother younger than me. I looked at his profile picture. I just knew he was in his 30s or older than me. So I'm listening to these people. I said, God, I'm older than a lot of these people. I'm getting old, man. Well, I ain't getting old, but I'm older than what I think I am. So time is flying by. So we have to really take our life serious and put goals on them and time periods on them because when you know you want to reach eight me that's a lot of people what did you do yesterday what did you do the day before 
What did you do the day before that? That, that we can measure you really trying to get to that 8 million or are we just saying it? Speaking to myself too. So that will let you know if technology is good, if, if, if passing our business cards is a waste of time, if going to networking events is a waste of time. By doing them, exploring them, and then analyzing. Okay, yeah, that was a waste of time. Oh, I need to increase in it. So that's what I would say. Anybody else? All right, family. Well, I thank you all for tuning in. If you are watching on YouTube or Facebook, this is what you can text. You can text the word nation to 833-276-7174. I'm going to come to you, uh, Martin. Uh, you can text the word nation to 833-276-7174, and that'll put you on my text list. And every time we go live every morning at 6 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central Time, you'll get a text message alert and a reminder that we on the Zoom call and you can come on and study with us. Go ahead. Some Alaikum. Alaikum. I just wanted to say you and Brother Cam just dropped lectures in the brief things that you guys have stated. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Our nation is secure as long as you brothers are on the scene doing what you wanted to do. And I also just wanted to say that mid-belief accounts for nothing unless we carry it into practice. And when we're doing our uh, skill away, we have to, one, have sacrifice. We have to make sacrifice. We have to be consistent. We have to be persistent. And we have to have a, a level of determination. Something like if y'all don't mind, don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. I want to play a video from the minister. And I think it goes in line with this whole not waiting on a mystery God and setting goals for what we want. All right. Let me play this real quick. You know what your problem is? You don't have even a worthy goal to strive after. I'm going to give you an assignment today. Here's an assignment. Is this something you want? Do you want something? Something that you want, but you have not been able to get it? Huh? Close your eyes. Do you see it? Can you see it? Yeah, listen to me. If it's a car, close your eyes and see it. If it's a house, close your eyes and see it. Whatever it is that you want, first envision it. You got the picture. Do you see it? All right, now the question is, you have to claim what you see. I claim this. I claim it. I believe with all my heart in the name of God that I'll bring what is in my imagination into reality. But I can't just dream. I gotta go to work. And whatever you envision, say a prayer to the Lord of creation. 
and ask him to bless you to bring into reality this little thing that you see and want now be of good courage be strong be not dismayed you can't have doubt and accomplish your vision you gotta believe totally you can get it you can bring it with God's help and maybe some of you will have it next week maybe you have it 30 days from now but when you get it bring it if, you, if it's a house you can't bring it just keep it bring a picture and show others what your faith brought about you see this universe out here everything you could imagine God has already got it here but if you don't draw on it you can't get it and if you don't believe that you can get it you won't get it Man, if that don't motivate y'all to get out here and do something, get your day started off right, and go accomplish something, I don't know what else will. If that right there don't get on motivate you to get on, get your butt up off your seat, off your couch, out your bed, and do something productive today, I don't know what will. So, man, may Allah bless you all with the uh, light of understanding, and with a blacktastic day. Assalamu alaikum.